If your dog has allergies or is chewing, scratching, or licking excessively, this message is for you because it's very possible that the problem is actually not allergies, but muscle, nerve, joint, or back injury that has been left undetected. I estimate that more than three quarters of all dogs are misdiagnosed with allergies and put on toxic side effect causing medication that suppresses the immune system and causes more problems. Don't miss this opportunity to learn more about what to do about your dog's scratching, itching, and licking. All you need to do is to go to peterdobias.com forward slash allergies. Join our community and get all important articles, resources, and other materials that have helped many dog lovers to solve their dog's allergies and live a happy, long, itch-free life. Again, the web address is peterdobias.com p-e-t-e-r-d-o-b-i-a-s dot com forward slash allergies. Lana. Hi, Lana. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? We are okay. Uh, first, for everyone else, um, I would like to introduce you to Lana Nyland, uh, who is uh, right now, you're in Ukraine, in the Ukraine, right? I, I am. I arrived to, uh, to Kiev last night, actually. And so I'm, I'm at home in my apartment tonight. And I would like to introduce you to Carly as well, who's joined us. And Carly, if you can tell me how you, how you found Lana, because Lana... It is my understanding that you're you're rescuing animals uh, in the Ukraine and also taking them back to their owners if they left them behind and doing all that. So you're you're in my. It's, it's one of the things. Yes. In my in we'll have a lot of questions and we'll be obviously we'll be listening a lot. I just wanted to I just wanted to thank you for coming here. And also thank you, Carly, for finding Lana. And uh, for everyone else, Carly, can you tell us how you found Lana? Um, yeah, uh, so we have a mutual friend in Alberta um, who is connected to the Ukrainian community. So I reached out to him, uh, hoping that he would be able to connect me with someone that I could even just speak to. Um, and he graciously connected me with Lana and she was very helpful, very communicative and just very willing to help us, which is wonderful. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but we are so thankful to have found you, Lana. You've been very helpful to us um, and an inspiration really. For everything. Oh, that's so good. Well, I'm glad I can help you. Well, you know, it's not about, well, I'm, we are, we're glad that you're helping where it's really needed. And for us, it was just, you know, we, we feel, you know, for us, it, we are on the other side of the world and we are having, it's hard to find ways of feeling useful. So our community and us, uh, we decided we we're going to do a fundraiser and we'll continue doing that after after this little broadcast as well. Because uh, we know how much um, support is needed and we know how much you guys are doing, but we also want to learn more. So if you can tell me, What's been happening, and uh, what uh, you know? How you got to Ukraine? How did how did you get to to uh, the country, and and what you've been doing there, and what you're doing now? So my connection with Ukraine is actually is it's quite a long one. I I had I arrived to live 
uh, in 2003, uh, I used to, to dance. So I came originally to dance uh, professionally with the national ensemble here of Ukrainian dance. Um, from there, I moved on into journalism. I, I worked with uh, the uh, sole English language culture and entertainment magazine, following following my dance career um, in 2013-14 it was uh, Euromaidan and following the revolution uh, we ended up losing our business which was which was the publishing company the two magazines that we that we published so um, you know you end up having to sort of start from scratch and from there I I came back to my dance roots and uh, I started a small business. We make dance costumes, dance footwear, uh, and not only, but that's that's our biggest uh, our biggest focus, I would say. Uh, I was able to bring back one of our magazines in 2017, which has since had to close again because of COVID. Um, and I s launched a, a dance academy in 2019, which <laughs> has also had to close because of COVID. Mm. Um, and things were starting to turn around uh, at the beginning of this year, and uh, Putin had other plans. So, uh, to be honest, I will, uh, from the one side, I will say that what's happening here, it affects me personally. But because I've been here for so long, I understand that it's not just me, of course. That's that it, that it's affecting that it's affecting the entire country and everyone here. And uh, frankly, I'm I'm tired of this instability for all of us. It and it, it it affects us not just in terms of business, but in terms of everyday life, how we live our lives, how we see the world, um, what we're capable of, what we think we're capable of doing, what we're incapable of doing because of this instability. So uh, it's it. I mean, there was an opportunity, of course, for me to leave because I'm not Ukrainian, first of all, and I could have gone back to Canada at any point, which is where I was born. Um, but it, it, you know, psychologically, it wasn't an option for me. There was mm. uh, there was a need to help, and so uh, I jumped in, you know, sort of with uh, with both hands and uh, head, and the rest of my body just followed. Mm. Mm. When Carly and I were waiting, I was saying, you know, I can't even imagine what it is like to be there. Um, and I can sense from what you just said that being there is almost like your, your heart is calling you to do whatever you're supposed to do. And, and there is no, no question asked. And, and, and that, is, that is quite amazing. Now, our community is um, you know we're we're animal-based community. At the same time, we know how much the animals make a difference in the lives of uh, people and even other animals, right? And they are together. And I find yes. it very meaningful when it comes to animals and children. They're the helpless forms of life, and they can't really, really um, be on their own without suffering. And um, I would like you to tell us about what you've been doing and what the situation is in Ukraine and in Poland um, and what, what's been happening. So my immediate connection with animals connected with what's happening here. Um, I, I, so I have three cats of my own. I, I am definitely an animal lover. I'm, I'm a bit of a Snow White, uh, you know, where, where there's an animal, I will uh, always be drawn. Um, early on, I was asked to take on uh, uh, animals that had been left by uh, their owners um, 
two cats and a dog. Um, and at some point, it was about um, two weeks in because I was in Kiev when all of this uh, all of this started. And about two weeks in, I recognized that it was probably time maybe to move uh, move the animals on to safety. Not not necessarily for myself, but having them all here, I recognized that if something was to happen in Kiev, I couldn't take care of them properly uh, the way I, I would have needed to. I, there's no way I could have taken them all down to the shelter, for example, uh, in an emergency situation. And so it was it, it, apparent to me that we needed to, to leave um, Kiev. And within that, uh, there was another family of uh, five dogs and one cat who asked if I could bring their their animals out also. And so we were a traveling band of uh, six dogs and three cats to get to Poland and then sort of pass pass everybody's um, uh, four-legged creatures on to, to their, their humans. Um, from there, I've, I've kept my, my fingers in the, in, in the animal pie, if you like, and uh, we, I help where I can, or I helped where I can when I was in Poland, uh, then moved on to, to Lviv. I was there for the last week, and now I'm back in uh, Kiev, where I will be quite active um, physically rather than just uh, electronically. Um, one of the things that uh, I don't know what's, to be honest, I don't know what's coming out uh, in international media or what you're seeing uh, in terms of the, specifically the animal question, because I know that um, the human factor will have definitely made uh, international news, but I don't know what's happening in terms of the animal question. Uh, it's horrific, frankly. Um, people who are responsible for different shelters uh, fled for their own lives but in so doing, they left animals locked in, in their cages without food, water for weeks. And we're seeing that some of these shelters um, have lost probably three quarters of the, the animals that they had there. Um, we're seeing so early on, actually, uh, when people were fleeing Kiev, um, just trying to save themselves, basically not not just themselves. Actually, they were taking their pets. But you got to the to the train station, and you recognized that uh, there was no way that animals and humans both could all pile on. And it really was it was, it was sort of getting your elbows out and just to get on the train. So pets were being left. Pets were being left at the train station. These are animals that had had homes originally and were being cared for and 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 fed, etc. Um, and then were left to basically fend for themselves outside. And it was still, you know, we were still in 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 the beginning of March at this point. It was quite cold. Um, since, for example, this last. Uh, mm, Understanding what's happening or what has happened in Bucha and Irpin, Hostumel, all of these, the suburbs of Kiev, uh, just a few kilometers actually from where I live, um, the atrocities, absolute uh, war crimes, not just for humans, but for animals as well. I don't, uh, I don't know how, you know, how, um, how much you want to, to, to me to describe, but some of the things are, it's not even, it's gone past the point of them, of the animals just being casualties. They were sought out and really murdered, but tortured uh, ahead of time. Oh, wow. Um, it, yeah, and um, some of the things I, I don't want to, to see, I don't want to remember, um, but you can't, un, you can't unsee something. You know, strangely uh, about... Um, a month ago, I started um, writing a lot about trauma 
um, it's almost as if I knew what was coming. It was before the war started, and um, I know how severe this is. So first, um, I'm really sorry to hear that um, what's happening. Um, it's, it's um, you know, it is hard for me to actually speak, and I will not hide my feeling race, feelings right now, even though um, it is it is really brutal. And I think that our community does need to know and the world does need to know. And that's why we will not make any cuts in this broadcast because I think that people really do need to know what's going on. And um, I hope that uh, by uh, us getting together here, that we'll be able to convince others that, that there is help needed, whether it's material help um, and especially financial material help, um, but also people who live in the, in Ukraine, uh, maybe they'll be able to help you seeing, seeing whatever, whatever we are talking about right now, because they may be living in parts where the situation is not as bad. Um, I do not really have any words why people do what they do, but do you, do you have any insight into the psychology of the soldiers and the people who are actually who've gone there and and are part of the Russian army like do you have any explanation you you live in in Ukraine for a long time obviously yeah. you probably have you been to Russia ever uh, just just going through no, no, no. I still believe that, that most, most humans on this planet are good beings. So what happens, what happens when they go to the dark side and, and, uh, and make something like this happen? Like, you know, excluding Putin, which, I, is another, which is another story. I think that, you know, mental illness is very clear and evident. But um, the overall army, the soldiers and so on, like, why do you think this happens? So um, this is this is a really important. Uh, sorry, I have, <laughs> I have cats here as well. It's okay. We have who uh, want to be in on 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 the broadcast. Um, it's a really important question for me as well, especially as uh, as we are coming to grips with what's happening here, with what's coming out um, in terms of um, the the sheer brutality uh, of what's uh, you know what's happened. Um, people talk about the tortured Russian soul, people talk about uh, the propaganda, people talk about uh, Putin and uh, and that it's really him and not Russia's fault. People talk about that it's Russia's fault because they follow him. There's so many different um, ideas and ideologies out there that... Uh, that it's you can sort of get stuck and lost in in the sheer number of them. Um, to be honest, so if I come back even before I came to Ukraine, my uh, focus and my um, uh, profession was meant to go into psychology, sociology. I was uh, in and the criminal side of it, uh, working with children who were um, uh, drawn into into crime, um, and I finished my schooling and came here instead. And so this, for me, this question is extremely important right now, not because I need to explain necessarily what's happening here, but how do we get past this? How do we get past the anger, first of all? Uh, how do we get past this idea of, because there is, I constantly hear this, never, uh, never forgive, never forget. That also doesn't get us past 
to the next point because we'll find ourselves here in another 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. What we need to do is actually understand um, what, what has brought us here how that can um, how that can be affected or or changed in some way, and if it can't be, then that's then then we'll move along that one direction. But if it can be, then we have another direction to move in. The other thing too is that the West uh, tries to understand the mentality of the people from this region, not this where I am, but across the border, with their own value system, and that's also not going to work because. Uh, how they were brought up, what they understand to be import, important for their own, in their own families, in their own societies, is very different from, from what the West deems uh, to be important or valuable or significant. So this is also something that needs to be taken into account. Uh, the, idea of, um, the idea of respect comes into play quite a bit and respect not for each other, but for the vertical. And so looking at, uh, looking at the, the higher power or the authority as, as the one who will look after, as the one who will dictate what, will, what should be and what, uh, what is uh, acceptable and what is not. We are very, uh, I would say we've integrated into the point where we are very a horizontal um, understanding of what, Mm. not power but what significance is yes mm. but in 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 russia and and china certainly as well and and different parts of asia it's extremely top down it's extremely vertical and if the if if the the, the higher authority says that's not acceptable then that trickles down and that comes down then not just to you know the the upper levels of of society but it comes down at every single level and then that idea as well we're seeing in families for example papa skazal niet dad says no and so you better not do it or you know you're going to uh, receive the reaction the appropriate reaction um so this idea of the top-down authority structure is extremely significant and it's something that needs to be taken into account um, in how we understand what's happening here. Um, I kind of understand it because historically I, I, you know, I used to live in the, in the Czech Republic before the Berlin Wall and be- before the Iron Curtain fell. And I, I believe, at least in, in my country, it used to be a fear that basically prevented us from doing anything uh, or talking against the government because the government uses mm-hmm. methods that uh, are obviously very severe and they imprison people and they yes. destroy their lives. And um, as a result, people are afraid. And I can see why it's happening in Russia because, uh, you know, they, they've had basically totality of some sort for m- most of the last century and also this century. Uh, obviously, people are getting you know, poisoned and imprisoned and all that stuff. So I understand it, but I also understand the, the pride and the almost gullibility of, of believing what people say. And I think that it doesn't happen only in Russia, which I do believe that it does happen. Pax is barking again, sorry. But it also happens uh, in the West, I think, that we we believe in um, in what we are told. And that is actually the other side of the coin. I have a friend who I will not name, but he used to work for NASA and then for one a company in the military complex. And he did tell me 
don't believe anything that is in news because most of the time it is not true. So we have to actually, we are, I think that we are scrambling to kind of understand the situation and scrambling to decipher and decode the, the news that we have and, and make some sort of sense. And, and I'm really grateful that you're here today to basically tell us what's going on because when we started looking for some sort of sensible way of um, giving even minuscule support, and I hope that support will grow, but right now, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively small. We, having the real situation described and having you here is so valuable, and I think that many people will, will understand, and I hope that, uh, that we'll be able to give you more support in whatever way it is. Now, what do you think we could do for you and uh, and your organization. Now, what is the name of the organization? The rescue Ukrainian Patriot. Ukrainian Patriot, and that that is the website. Yes. Ukrainian Patriot. That's the website. Dot org. Dot mm -hmm. org. Ukrainian Patriot. Dot org, and the animal mm -hmm. rescue organization. We work with a number of them, actually. So this is uh, Ukrainian Patriot is is based on five pillars, and one of our pillars is humanitarian aid for both human and animal who remain in Ukraine. So there's the refugee system, uh, uh, the refugee aid rather is being more or less answered. That question is being more or less answered by the international community, but uh, it's those who who remain here who cannot or will not, for whatever reason, leave the country, but, but still requires some, some help, whether it's in terms of food, um, um, even, even in terms of a rescue. So, for example, as I mentioned, I'm not far from Irpin and Bucha, and um, I will be making my way over that in that direction to help with uh, any animals that might have been trapped uh, and still alive, still could 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 somehow be saved in some way um, in the next few days. So this this is a, is is a very real uh, question for me personally as well. Um, and I know that there's so many people who are so interested in the, in the in the question of animals as well here. Thank you, thank you, uh, everyone. Uh, we will be providing links uh, to you in the video. Uh, if you wish to donate through our website, you can do that. If it's easier through uh, the payment gateway that you already have uh, have set up, or you can also go to ukrainianpatriot.org and uh, donate directly. Uh, if you can share this video, I would really appreciate it. And um, if there is anything else that um, that you would like to know about um, about Lana here or her rescue organization and her charity. Uh, please let us know. Alana, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Um, let's say on a positive note, tell us something that is really heartfelt and touching because, you know, as much as we want to know what's going on and it's hard for me to actually contain the feelings and emotions, I, I think it's super important for us to also see the bright side and the positive side. So tell us something that, has, has, that, that you'd like to share. One of my, uh, one of the things that I loved, if we, I mean, if we're going to, to, to stay connected with the animal question, uh, one of the things that I love to come across is just how um, sensitive on the one side, but caring, loving, 
respectful also of animals, uh, but also humans, um, our police, our military, and our volunteer battalions are. I, I will, I'll come around a little bit, but yesterday I was, uh, I was at the train station. I was unable to leave because of the curfew. And so I was standing outside hoping some way, you know, for, for some miracle, but it wasn't going to happen. Um, but there was uh, a number of both military and police who were, who were there and whether it was uh, a, a babushka who is a, a, an older woman, an elderly woman who needed help um, moving around the tra train station, whether it was homeless people, which there are that, uh, that gather around the train station. These people were being taken care of um, most graciously. They were being given food that had been brought for the for the military who who remain there uh, throughout the night to to make sure that the, the station itself stays safe uh, and and hot tea but this also this idea this translates and moves on into the question of animals far and wide actually across the country and i think um, maybe you've seen maybe you haven't uh, and i can share photos uh, if you're interested of uh, servicemen who the relationship that they have with animals is it is it does touch my heart actually and for example there was one uh dog that was found she had curled up into a car and i don't know how many days she had been there but she had curled up in the in the car of her owner and had been left there in one of the in one of the the towns, the satellite towns here of Kiev, and was found just recently. And, and there is a photo of her curled up in the car, first of all, and then she is she is smiling uh, with uh, with one of the servicemen in in a photo. Um, there are numerous photos uh, uh, captured with uh, small kittens um, curled up, either on the shoulder of or on the legs of. Men in action, actually, they they just want to to have this connection, to feel this love, um, and it's almost like it's a give and take. It's almost like they both understand that it's necessary from both sides. Uh, if you believe in this kind of thing, and I and I do, there is an energy transfer between human and animal always, and it's it's very cyclical. And so, where we need animals. Uh, um, just as much as they do, that comes back uh, the other way around as well. And so if there is something to be taken from, from what's happening here, I think it is this idea, and this often, um, this is how I end all of my lives, for example, when I go onto Facebook, because I do share quite a lot. I think it's very important for people to understand what's happening here. I leave with this uh, last sentiment, light and love to all, because without the darkness, the light also cannot be seen. It cannot be felt and it cannot be understood in such a way as to understand that it's, it's, it's very much a give and take and that there's a balance in order to, to understand that without the darkness, you cannot have the light and vice versa. Thank you for sharing this uh, with uh, us because I think it's important uh, in the world of negative news to actually have some positivity. And I think that that's actually something that uh, really shows that, that the world innately is good and that it's only spoiled uh, by a few 
insane people or mentally ill people or traumatized people who basically act their frustrations or their fear out. And I, I do believe on some level, I'm not sure whether you agree with me, that even people who are in, um, who have absolute power or who have, who are dictators, they, in the big scheme of things, are actually afraid and scared. And uh, that is the only way 100%. they can actually be in the world to actually react and uh, be aggressive. And so that's that's important to remember. Not necessarily that I, you know, I. it's kind of strange because on some level I, I know that Putin is a dangerous criminal, but I always ask about why he's doing what he's doing. And I always come to one, one conclusion and that, that is that he's afraid and, and that that's a, that's a horrible thing that, that is happening in the world. So if we can tell each other and obviously Putin is probably beyond any salvation as a human being on the, you know, uh, when it comes to him becoming a normal person, but for everyone else, I think it's so important for us to remember that whenever we feel like acting out, whether it's road rage or a war crime, that it is actually that we are acting in some sort of uh, primitive uh, reptilian brain kind of mode that is not who we are, who our essence is. And, and then it's a little easier to accept for us to kind of heal and uh, it's, it's, it's easier to actually see the solution or the, the, the way to healing. Oh, wow. Well, and I would take it the next step as well. Once you've, once you can, if you can calm down in that moment, if you can consciously tell yourself that this uh, immediate reaction isn't going to solve anything and you can take yourself out of this, as you say, this reptilian uh, state and, and then pick apart the situation to then make a logical uh, suggestion or a logical idea as to how to solve the situation. The reality is, is that uh, the likelihood that you'll be able to solve the situation with, uh, with far more ease, uh, um, far more quickly and with far less harm, not just to uh, the outside world, but also to yourself. That is very true. That is very true. Um, wow. I am, uh, I'm kind of speechless, to be honest. I I was uh, looking forward to speaking to you because we we need to know what's going on, and you are you're incredible. You're really amazing, and I'm so I feel so grateful and privileged that we were able to connect with you. Um, I suspect that this is not the last time for. Um, for Thank. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Peter. You're you're far too kind. I I uh, you know I'm I'm doing what I what I need to do here because because it really is this is this is far greater than than me and and it really is. I I thank you from the bottom of my heart for for paying attention to this because when we work together, what we can accomplish is so much so much greater, so much more significant, so much juicier and more beautiful. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's what life is about, to be there for others and making a difference. And um, yes, and it's really amazing. No matter what we do, that personally, individually, we can't really help 
all the helpless animals and all the helpless children and all the helpless people. But um, I do really think that if everyone does what they can, that it does make a difference. It's the, you know, it's the story of the starfish on the beach, right? Uh, Throw one in the water and it matters to that one. So um, it's, uh, that's what we need to remember. Anyway, I, 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 I was talking to a friend this morning in Switzerland, and she's American, a very smart woman, amazing woman and a friend. And um, she started telling me that, uh, you know, she's heard the news that, uh, that, that it's not exactly what the media portrays and that uh, Ukraine is full of people who have uh, foul intentions. And uh, obviously, we've heard it on the news that people are saying that they're Nazis or Putin actually has used this, uh, this excuse to invade Ukraine that he basically has to save the world from the Nazis. Personally, I don't believe it. I do not think that's happening, but I want to know what you think and, and why this came up and uh, what your point of view is. So it, it goes back quite a ways, actually. Uh, it, it goes back um, to around World War II when uh, Russia and the Russian, uh, R- Russian Empire really felt that they have liberated them, uh, they have liberated the world from, from the Nazi regime. And when they started moving westward, Ukraine um, wanted none of it. They were quite frankly tired of being part of. Um, part of this, uh, the, you know, the circle of, of, or under the Russian influence, and were ready to uh, assert themselves uh, and their own independence, which they attempted to do um, shortly after the world, uh, shortly after World War I. Um, they had gone through Holodomor, if you, if you know what that is, it was the, the, the man-made genocide by Stalin, which, uh, which was a famine that killed, uh, if I'm not mistaken, eight to nine million Ukrainians. Um, and so really by this time, by, by the um, introduction of Germany into, you know, the world's uh, sphere, if you like, uh, Ukraine was, was ready to connect with whatever power or whatever influential group might allow them to disconnect themselves then with, with Russia. Uh, Ukraine did uh, cooperate with with uh, Germany at that point. It was not until later that uh, it became understood really what Germany's um, uh, intentions were. And so this is where this idea of Nazis in Ukraine or Nazi sympathizers in Ukraine comes from. It's also an opportunity for Putin to remove the spotlight from this idea that Russia is no longer uh, no longer a, a real influen- influential country or part of the sphere of influence or even has the respect that Putin believes that Russia should have, which, which it did uh, under the, the Russian Empire. Using this uh, sort of pretext, if you like, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to, to come in and save those Ukrainians who are who are, you know, everyday people who want, and I in quotes, want to be a part of what was a great empire, 
who want to be, uh, mm, who want to have uh, a life that is that is not connected with this idea of Nazism, fascism, which is, uh, frankly, um, absurd, to be honest. Mm. I've lived in Ukraine for the last almost twenty years. At, there, are, I, I mean, there are. I would be lying if I didn't say that there were these uh, pockets, very small pockets of of nationalists. But I think that you find that frankly, in every country around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, however, their influence here is, they don't have it, basically. Mm-hmm. So this this is one of the uh, examples or one of the excuses that's been used for Putin to come into Ukraine to legitimize what is happening here. Mm-hmm. There are many others, but this is just one of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's what I thought and that's what I think. I think that, you know, um, regimes need duality. They need to divide. They need to have an enemy. Uh, and we see that everywhere. It's not just in uh, Russia or, or it's, uh, it, it happens in Canada, to be honest, right? The division and Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. the vaccinated against the non-vaccinated and, uh, and, and other, other issues that come up. Um, unfortunately, those who are who are, how would I say that? I'm not going to say unstable, but those who want to somehow influence others, they actually need this duality. If um, if there was the idea of peace and everyone getting together, which actually we would if uh, if we could, right? Without those influences up, up in the governments, we would realize that we are all the same and that we have the same goals and dreams and, uh, and needs and that... Uh, the world really is a good place. Wow. I agree with you. <laughs> what do you think of Zelensky and, and what is your impression of him? Because I, I, I think that he's an amazing person. Again, I, I refuse any I'll... thoughts and ideas that he is, uh, he's a crook. <laughs> it's impossible. Like only the only, only people who don't understand, uh, heroes actually can say that i'll be honest with you yeah yeah uh when he came into power i thought i did think it was a joke i i thought that there's no way that a comedian has any business running a country frankly um and i wouldn't say that my opinion was any different even until you know two months ago let's say what how how he has behaved and how he has uh, not just portrayed himself but genuinely and authentically um, behaved in such a way that is so uh, synonymous with um, understanding what's necessary and uh, cutting through the bullshit, frankly, mm-hmm. and just doing what he has to in order for him in order for him to 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 keep his his country stable, secure, free, and independent. Uh, mm. I am so proud of him, uh, not as a president, but as a human being, because mm-hmm. what he has done is, this is not about bravery. This is not about having, uh, you know, a big S on his chest. He is doing what he, he must, what, you know, what you are doing, Peter, what, what I am doing, what so many of us here are doing in order to ensure that how we move on from this tragic uh, circumstance, we move on in a in a more positive and connected and unified way, rather than as you say, coming back to this idea of division. 
It's, um, it's, you know, it's very clear that when uh, a country has a good leader, there is uh, impossible things can be managed, right? Russians have left the area of, uh, of Kiev, if I'm correct. Um, and, yes. um, and, um, they have much bigger army, but what they don't have is the, the conviction, the real conviction that what what they're doing is right. And and I think that it's a good example when there is a good leader, the nation comes together. You know, I I've had the experience of um, of um, obviously Václav Havel, uh, also a playwright and, and in a way um, an artist uh, leading the Czech nation, and it was the best time and the best period where people really believed in uh, in the leadership they believed in what they were saying because they were really honest and truthful and and it, yes. in a way it's actually very rare so maybe the conclusion is that the world should be should be run by by artists and people who actually i don't know they you know i think that uh, why why is it that that people like them are actually so much more effective and so much better in politics, even though they're not, you know, born politicians. What is, what is that? I think, you know, that politics has become a, a dirty profession and it's become that way because we've allowed it to get that way, frankly. I think that um, human beings generally, and I will speak about myself as well, we, we become a little bit lazy and we expect things to happen rather than being active uh, in making them happen the way that we, we want them to. We expect our politicians to behave in a certain way because, uh, because this is a, a position of power. It's no different from, for example, our military or police or anyone who has this, this, this idea, this a position of, of, of influence. We expect them to be better. We expect them to be more fill in the blank, more anything. When that doesn't happen, it's a disappointment, of course, but, but what do we do about it is, is the question. Most will, will move to, to, you know, online and they become these warrior, uh, key, keyboard warriors and they have no problem complaining about it, but do they do anything about it? Not usually, not typically. And so it is really up to us. It's up to you and me and anybody else who's listening and anybody who's listening after that. If you have an issue with what's happening, with what you're seeing, it doesn't matter what the question is. Are you willing, is it, is it affecting you enough to, to get up and do something about it? And if it's not, then maybe you don't have a right to complain about it. If you're not going to do something about it, then... Yeah, yeah, I understand. I just talked to uh, one friend of mine. I was back in Canada, and, and there's still some people who can't really travel out of the country because of the politics of the COVID situation and so on. And, um, you know, I obviously, as a person who lived in a totalitarian regime, I can see that this kind of overreach in uh, control and government can really spiral. And I talked to a friend, and I said, you know, if you don't know what a tiger does, you may think it's just a nice cat. If you have not had an experience of seeing tiger attacking, right? So those who have had the experience of uh, power being abused, uh, we are more sensitized and we are, we are more tuned to the subtle changes that happen gradually. And when that happens, it's almost too late uh, because the rest of 
people who have not had uh, the experience and who've had good life and, and, and safe life and they trust what the government says, always, always, without any questions. Uh, it is dangerous. And also, I think that people kind of, we as species have evolved to have maybe to care care about a few people in our in our tribe, but we don't have a, a evolutionary our, our evolutionary path has not really led us to be caring. It's not possible for us to care for the whole world. So we're quite self-centered species or being. But when it happens, when we communicate and when we actually see the accounts and we when we when we put people to situations and animals to situations that, that they're in or when we see them being in those situations then then something kicks in and the heart opens up and uh, and we are willing to actually make change so it's it, I think that it comes it starts from awareness I'm not very clear I'm not as clear as you are when it comes to expressing it but we need to be aware of what's happening with us, uh, how we function and how we can overcome it and uh, talk to each other, not in, a, in an aggressive way but, or angry way, but in a, in a friendly way. You can see how much can be accomplished, how much more can be accomplished when we actually listen to each other and listen, listen to the difference in opinions. That's, that's democracy. And once that starts being um, diminished and some people are labeled as evil or some people are labeled, well, I, I mean, like in, in a country sense of world, let's see some citizens that have different opinion or are marginalized and, and ostracized, then that's the end of democracy. So we have to really be careful about that. And we have to talk and be open and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help Ilana more. So once again, let's repeat the website. I'm going to let you repeat it uh, where people can donate um, just because I don't want to make a mistake. It's ukrainianpatriot.org. And we are also on uh, Facebook. So I will, I will just uh, caveat the, the site is new uh, and we are in the, the, the first iteration of it. So you won't see its entirety. Our Facebook is much uh, more of a complete picture of, of who we are and, and why what we're doing is important. Uh, so please join us there as well. It's the same, ukrainianpatriot.org. Um, and I want to to finish off by saying uh, again thank you for for your attention to this this question to what's happening here uh, and thank anyone uh, for for the support that you that you do um, give whether it's to you Peter directly or or through us or wherever it is wherever you feel called called to to help and for I everyone to add else one more thing. Just, oh, Carly yes please you've been very I just, quiet yeah, I just had a question so, I, sorry, I, no it's okay I've um, been enjoying the, the conversation I've been just so <laughs> almost it's okay. in the, yeah uh, oh okay. my goodness I, no I just had one more thing to add that I think our community would be interested in because you Lana connected us to um, the Transforma Street Dog Organization um, yes so just wondering if you can maybe let us know how you're connected to them and what they're doing um, for the people and their pets. Uh, so it was through them, through Transform a Street Dog, that I ended up taking these these two two pets, one cat and one dog, uh, off of uh, 
their owners who who had to to leave, and or weren't here when this when the when the the crisis started. Um, but what they're doing actually is amazing work. They take uh, homeless uh, animals, and sometimes not homeless, those that have been um, uh, abused uh, from different different corners, uh, and they look for homes. If not within you within Ukraine, within country, then then outside of the country, within Europe, within uh, the U.S. and and Canada as well, and so uh, they're an amazing amazing group um, who are tirelessly working. Also, thank you, thank you for asking uh, the question, Carly. Lana, uh, I have. <laughs> we will never end actually this conversation. You know that. But, uh, <laughs> Um, I know, I sense that there are going to be many people asking uh, whether they how can how they can adopt uh, an animal from Ukraine. Um, it's a far away, a far away from Canada and the U.S. Uh, where most of our community is. But is there any way? Do you know of any channels that are actually that are already already in place? Or if not, maybe we can we can ask anyone who's listening or watching if you guys have any connections with um, with. Um, airlines or executives or airlines or or people who can't possibly transfer these animals to their new homes if if there is no hope for them finding their their original home which obviously would be the best mm -hmm. uh, so I, I will say that transformer street dog is active in uh, pairing animals with uh, with uh, owners, humans uh, abroad. Uh, and so if you reach out to them, um, again, we're sort of in the middle of uh, search and rescue at the moment. So the connection between human and animal isn't as uh, active as it might be in another time, but it's definitely, uh, this is definitely something that, that Transform a Street Dog engages in. Um, and so if this is something that you're interested in, I would, I would uh, suggest that you reach out to them and they'll keep you on a, on a list, on a, on a sort of waiting list um, at the point and at the point that they can start moving uh, animals um, over the border and, uh, and not just over the border, but uh, over geographic uh, borders uh, in terms of, you know, continents as well, then, then they, will, they will start doing that also. Yeah, thank you. It's been such pleasure. I hope we'll be in touch. For me also. And, um, and uh, I'll send you my WhatsApp uh, number if you need anything, let us know. And Carly, Wonderful. thank you so, thank much, you so for, much for doing such an amazing job finding finding, uh, a, finding, finding a place where our need is held. Mm -hmm. uh, our need... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally taken apart here. Uh, thank you for for finding finding the right cause and the right place. And Lana, good luck. Be safe. Uh, we will be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. I look forward to it. Thank you both. It's been a pleasure.